Welcome to The Witness, true stories of children and gender identity. Conversations about gender identity are happening in homes and hospitals, therapy offices and classrooms. This podcast invites you to bear witness to how gender identity impacts children and families. All of the testimonies that you will hear have been anonymously shared with Partners for Ethical Care. These stories have been shared by individuals who have agreed to have their experiences published in order to bring awareness and to document what is happening. We invite you to listen and bear witness. Rutgers, New Brunswick. Doctor refuses to look into mental health issues before prescribing hormones. Rutgers University Student Health. A doctor on staff prescribed my son with female hormones. I had a one-hour consultation with a therapist on staff. As soon as I walked in, she handed me suicide statistics and a paper about why I should support my son's transition. I asked her if she can look into any underlying issues that may have triggered the gendered confusion or look into ADHD. She stated she wasn't required to do so. I asked her to help him feel comfortable in his body to avoid lifelong meds and surgeries. She said she can't do that because New Jersey has a conversion therapy law. Looking into the law, I see I was misinformed because the conversion therapy law is for minors. It did not apply to my son. Dr. Khan asked me, why are you so afraid of transition? I was horrified because my son would be taking meds and no one cared about his past medical history. All my son had to do was sign an informed consent and the drugs would be easily prescribed. Despite my pleas to provide him with a full mental evaluation, he was prescribed the hormones. Rutgers University offers sex changes on their health plan. Female hormones suspected to cause stroke in our 24-year-old son. My 24-year-old son was seduced into this via gaming avatars, anime, and older trans women. He had a stroke shortly after coming out last fall, and everyone in the hospital assumed it was from estrogen, though he had not taken any hormones yet. After a huge workup, they never did figure out the cause of the clot that led to the stroke. I think the mental stress of what was being done to his mind was a contributing factor. Despite being a stroke victim, he has been pursuing estrogen and I have had to plead with his endocrinologist behind his back to not give in to him. Fortunately, his neurologist agrees, but obviously feels pressured to go against his best judgment. In sum, my son is on two medications to reduce the risk of future stroke, which is quite high in young stroke victims and wants a medication that may increase that risk by 10 times over time. It is such heartbreaking madness. He was a sweet, beloved kid whose personality is now completely transformed. He was preyed upon, 
and it may cost him his life. Yet, of course, everyone else in the family thinks I am just behind the times and wants me to get in line and cheer. It is madness. Our 24-year-old son is at serious risk of stroke from taking estrogen. Endocrinologist at Gender Clinic recommends medical transition of 11-year-old with no mention of therapy or side effects. We took our 11-year-old autistic son for a first appointment with an endocrinologist who specialized in transgender medicine at NYU Langone two and a half years ago to discuss his transitioning to a girl. There was also a social worker on hand throughout the consultation. Neither the endocrinologist nor the social worker had any serious probing questions to ask us or our child. They presented the process of something as radical as changing gender as a series of very manageable procedures with little or no physical side effects or psychological complications. By comparison, a conscientious dentist would have spent more time explaining the rationale for a root canal. I asked both the doctor and the social worker about trusting and evaluating the opinion of an 11-year-old regarding something as momentous as his sexual identity. They were unimpressed by the significance of the question and assured us that these kinds of decisions and procedures are common and not alarming. We asked about when puberty blockers would be given, and we were assured that blockers could be given with little concern before the onset of puberty. Finally, there was no mention of therapy or even a more detailed description of what he was about to undergo in having his body changed into that of a girl. This has been The Witness, true stories of children and gender identity. The Witness podcast shares these stories to give voice to individuals who cannot share their stories publicly due to the possibility of losing their jobs, their friends, and their children. All stories are confidential and anonymous. You can share your story, too. Go to PartnersForEthicalCare.com and click the Share Your Story button. We welcome your story, your time, and your donation to support this important work. Partners for Ethical Care is a nonprofit organization made up of individual volunteers from across the globe focused on one mission to raise awareness and support efforts to stop the unethical treatment of children by schools, hospitals, and mental and medical health care providers under the duplicitous banner of gender identity affirmation. We believe that no child is born in the wrong body. Thank you for listening and bearing witness.